Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 is where we're going to be tonight. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we're going to be closing out this wonderful book. As the Apostle Paul closes out his letter to this church at Thessalonica, Thessalonica was a wonderful model church, one that could be modeled after by any church uh, really in the world in their day, and I would even dare say in this world today as well. And as we come to this fifth chapter, he is leaving them with some final words of admonishment for their daily walk as they endeavored to walk worthy of the Lord. In chapter 2, we find as our text verse for the book, as Paul encouraged them and admonished them in verse 12 of chapter 2, that they would walk worthy of God, as he said that God had called them unto His kingdom and glory. And as he begins in chapter 5, he says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. It's important that we go back to chapter 4 to gain some insight as to what is taking place at the beginning of chapter 5. So we'll begin reading back in verse number 14 in chapter 4, in chapter four so we can gain some context, and we'll continue reading in chapter 5 as we continue. So chapter 4, verse number 14 says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, and sudden destruction come upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that 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 day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all children, the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not the ni- of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, 
but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And for an helmet, the helmet of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also ye do. We beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. And now we exhort you, brethren, Warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good. Both among yourselves and to all men, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So as we get into chapter 5 and we close out this book of 1 Thessalonians, what we find here in way of titling this chapter would be, in way of closing as well, would be some final directions for a worthy walk. Some final directions for a worthy walk. Let's pray together and we'll get started. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for your goodness. God, I thank you that you have given to us such a way that we can see from your word, your way of life. God, you have given instructions, you have given a way, you have given a way that we can know the way in which we should live. Father, not a way in which we can earn our salvation, for Father, we know that salvation that you have given us is by grace through faith, that is not of works. But Father, we know that by that, and in that, there is a way that we ought to live. There is a way that we ought to walk. We ought to walk therein. So, Father, I pray tonight that as we go through this, that we would find ourselves walking worthy of your way. Help us in this. We ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.
I'm going to break this down into three different sections here this evening in this fifth chapter. As I see in these first five verses, verses one through five, I want you to take note as he gives these simple directions, really three different directions here, as we are to walk worthy of God, the first thing I want you to see is that we're to walk in the light of day. We're to walk in the light of day. He says in verse number one, but of the times and uh, and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For ye, for yourselves, sorry, know perfectly the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Basically to say, I can't tell you when it's coming, but you know that it's coming. You know that it's going to come. But he says, for when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child. They shall not escape. He says, a woman that's pregnant is going to give birth. It's going to happen. There is no escaping it. There is no stopping it. It's just going to happen. And when she says it's happening, it's happening. That means you go. And it's happening. And so he says in verse number four, he says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. He says, you're not in darkness. What he's saying here is that you don't have to live, number one, in fear. You don't have to be in darkness. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be uh, in in total uh, darkness within this. He says in verse number five, Ye are all the children of light and the children of day. We are not of the night, nor of the darkness. Now, how many of you, when you were younger, were afraid of the dark? Anyone? I I was, depending on the circumstances, I was. Anybody still afraid of the dark? A couple of you. Now, I I know. Now, who who, who would say, I am not, under no circumstances, afraid of the dark today? Not afraid of the dark. Really? I find, I, I, I think I could change your mind, possibly, but it would have to be the right circumstance, right? I mean, the right circumstance puts you in the right place or maybe the wrong place. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not one that's typically afraid of the dark. I, I'm good in certain situations, but... There are some situations where I'm just, I don't like the dark. Now, one of the reasons we don't like the dark is because, one, we can't see what's there. Now, we're, we, when we're in darkness and we hear that sound. Now, you know the sound I'm talking about, right? Everybody knows the sound. Now, I forgot my glasses tonight, so you're going to have to help me kind of shake your head more deliberately. Everybody knows the sound, right? 
Everybody knows the sound. And it doesn't, it, and what I mean by the sound, it's really any sound that's not supposed to be there. That's the sound I'm talking about. It doesn't matter what the sound is. It's just that sound. And it's like, what is that? That's not supposed to be there. Has anybody ever walked around this church in the dark before? How is it, Brother John? It's dark. Is it sometimes a little creepy? Yeah, and were you a little on edge? Not really. It's good, you know, you're Brother John, you know, so that's right. He's one that raised his hand that said, I'm not afraid of the dark. Did you hear that sound? And it's like, what is that? But notice this. Now, you know, whether you are afraid of the dark or not afraid of the dark, you walk differently in the, in the day than you do at night. Don't you? Whether you're afraid of the dark or not afraid of the dark, you simply walk differently. And what he is saying here is that we are to walk as if we are walking in the light of the day. Why? Because we are children of the light of the day. We don't live in darkness. We're not children of the night. We're children of the day. And we're to walk like it. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not typically afraid of the dark. Again, there are certain situations that I'm not, uh, I, I don't want to be in. I don't want to put myself in. But I, I can go about anywhere in the dark. And I, I'm very, I'm a little more cautious at night. But during the day, again, I'll go about anywhere. Doesn't matter where I'm at. Especially during the daylight. Because I can see better. I can see more. And so when we walk in the light of the day, we have a little bit more confidence there. And he says, if we're going to walk worthy, we're going to walk worthy in the light of the day. Now he continues into verse number 6. He says, because we're children of the light, he says, therefore, let us not sleep. Let us not sleep. We don't sleep during the day. We wake up. Now notice what it says here. Notice this. Let us not sleep as do others. Some people sleep during the day. Mm-hmm. But not us. Let us not sleep as do others. Let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. That's the nighttime is the time to sleep. But we're children of the day. He says, but they that be drunken, are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. So here's what he's getting at. We, again, walk in the light of day, but we walk in the light of the work, 
we've been called to. It's the second thing. We walk in the light of the work that we've been called to. Look at this. Therefore, let us not sleep. Why? Because it's time to work. We have a work. It's not about, it's about a watch that we have. And look what he's telling us. He says, we have a watch. We have a watch to do. We're on watch. We're on guard, if you will. We're not to be asleep. We're to be on watch. But then notice what he says. He says, we're to be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. Whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, Comfort yourselves together and edify, uh, edify one another, even as also ye do. We have been called to a work. That's what we're walking in. We're walking in the work that we've been called to do. We need to walk worthy. We need to walk worthy. Now, here's where it gets real. We're to walk in the light of the day. We're to walk in the light of the work that we've been called to. But now here is where it gets difficult. How many have lived with someone else? How many have ever lived with someone else? I mean, if you've ever lived with someone else, you have always, 100% of the time, always, 100% of the time, you have lived in complete, perfect harmony and unity with that other person. Anyone? No one? I am shocked by that. I thought there would at least be one person that would say, yes, that's me and the person I live with. Anyone here live by yourself and you live in perfect unity and harmony? No one disagrees with me. Wow. See, I'm, I'm surprised you raised your hand. I could not live with myself and live in harmony. I disagree with myself all the time. I have issues. I can't even live with me. Anybody else like me? You couldn't even live with you? A couple of you? I, that's just me. I, I, I have found out in our house I am the issue. It's the truth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's recorded. Please tell me the live stream messed up right there. Uh, that's, that's probably, did not, of course. That's, that's what, that's the time it did not. Uh, no, no, no. Listen. What we're about to talk about is walking in unity. But as long as there are people, unity is difficult. As you already know because you live with people. 
But I want to remind you of something as, we, as we're going to talk about this. Walking in unity is difficult. And I want to say this respectfully. Okay, and I'm saying this to myself and to everyone. But I'm saying it to me first. Walking is difficult because of you. Walking in unity is difficult because of me. Okay, I want to say that together for a moment, okay? Can everybody say that together? Walking in, I'm going to say it again. Walking in unity is difficult because of me. That's what I want to say together. I'm going to say it again a couple of times so everybody gets it properly here. Walking in unity is difficult because of me. Walking in diff, walking in unity, well, staying is even hard. <laughs> walking in unity is difficult because of me. Can we say that together now? Walking in unity is difficult because of me. Okay, now everybody got has it now. I was going to say gots it, but that's not proper. Uh, everybody has it now. Now I want to look at this. Because we are to walk worthy of God. And part of walking worthy is walking together in unity. It's difficult. Because there are others involved. Now, we just, we just finished up several weeks ago how we're to walk in the Spirit. And if we're walking in the Spirit, then walking together in unity is actually pretty easy if we're walking in the Spirit. But oftentimes we're not walking in the Spirit. And, and so walking in unity together is difficult, but there is this idea that if we're walking in the Spirit, then we can. And so we have these, again, directions for walking a worthy walk, and this is part of it. And so here again, he says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another. That idea is to build up one another, even also, or even as also ye do. He says, verse 12, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. The first part of walking in unity together, he says, to know them which labor among you. To know them which labor among you. When we came just, just it's been shortly, just short of a year ago, almost a year ago now, when we arrived, there was no gathering of the church. We understood that. I mean, things were, no one knew really what was, what was happening, but for six weeks, we, we stood in here and it was, it was just me and Trevor. And a camera. And most of you were at home sitting in your pajamas and watching online. And I stood right here and just focused. 
it was hard to get to know you, I will tell you. I didn't even know what some of you looked like. It was hard to be in unity. You know what I'm saying? I remember after about six weeks, well, about maybe four or five weeks, going home and Rachel asked me, she said, how long do we have to do this? I said, I don't know. She said, how are we ever going to get to know this church? I said, I don't know, dear. I don't know. I just have a quick question. You can raise your hand. You don't have to raise your hand. Were any of you wondering, how are we going to get to know our new pastor? A couple of you. Because you, all, you already know you can't do it through a screen. You can't. I mean, I, I've seen David Jeremiah multiple times, and I don't know him. You know what I mean. But to, to walk in unity, the Bible says, know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. That idea of admonish you is the instruction, the warning, the direction, those that caution and advise you. If we're going to have unity, we have to know one another. And he says, I beseech you. That's an imploring to know them. To know them. You see, the reason it's important to know them, which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, is because this next verse it says, to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now, this part is, is a little difficult for someone in my position to preach on. Because of the word here that says esteem. The word esteem means to prize. To set a high value on, to regard with reverence, respect, and to hold in opinion. And it says to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Now it's hard to esteem someone very highly in love for their work's sake if you don't know them. Just saying. And it's very hard to be at peace among yourselves with someone that you don't know. If we're going to walk a worthy walk, we're going to need to be at peace among each other. 
most definitely. That idea to be at peace is to be free from disturbance or agitation. Now the interesting part here, the esteem, very highly in love for their work's sake, basically for what's being done, for what's happening, and being at peace. Again, for what's being done. It's not about for who I am. I, I come, I, I have no, no reservations to let you know at any given time I am a sinner. Somebody could have said amen there. I have no reservations. I am a sinner saved by the grace of God. I am not better than any man, boy or girl, woman, in this room or any other room in this world. I can identify with the Apostle Paul to say I am the chiefest of sinners. I don't place myself on no pedestal at all. I make mistakes. Plenty of them. So I say, don't, to, again, to say esteem me or I have earned your esteem is not to say that in any other way other than to say the Word says so. Not because of who I am by any means other than the Word says so. be at peace, to be at unity. But notice, it says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Hold on. Woo. We're talking about unity. How do you keep unity? The only way to keep unity is when people get out of unity, you have to let them know. Amen? It's the only way. Now, thankfully, in the eight, nine months, ten months we've been here, we haven't had anybody unruly. We haven't had to do that. Amen? Hopefully we never do. But if we do, we just warn them. It's not what we do here. We don't do it that way here. There's a way to do it. There's a way to warn. Warn those that are unruly, he says. Because we want unity. Amen? He says, Oh, comfort the feeble-minded. Isn't that nice? Feeble-minded. Support the weak. Support the weak. Those who need it. Be patient toward all men. That means be patient 
toward everyone because they deserve it. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. Hold on a second. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. We want unity, right? We want unity in this church? Amen. We most certainly do. So that means, let's say, let's say somebody comes in, illustration purposes, and they do wrong to Brother Burl. That's wrong. I don't know what the wrong is. And I, I just, and I have a tendency to be this way sometimes. I'm just, I'll be, and again, I told you, I was a man, right? I am human. And, and I have a tendency, fleshly tendency, to say, I'm not going to put up with that. He's not going to treat Brother Burl that way. I'm taking him out. That's my flesh. Only problem with that is the Bible says, see that none render evil for evil. Our response, if we're going to keep unity, is not that. Amen. I'm sorry, Brother Burl. I wish that hadn't happened to you. But that's not our response in this. But I'll support you and comfort you in this. But I can't take him out this time. But I have scripture to back that up. But I, but, but I want to. Brother Rick comes in. But I want to take him out. Sorry, Brother Rick. He just can't this time. Why not? First Thessalonians five says, "Okay." Because we want unity within the body of Christ. And it says, see that none, none, none render evil for evil unto any man. We say, well, that man's not even saved. It says any man. But, Ever follow that which is good. But among yourselves and all men. Right after that, he says, rejoice evermore. I'll tell you, if you want more, if you want unity, I'll tell you what we'll have to do more of. That's rejoice. We're just going to have to rejoice a little bit more. Really? I, I won't even say a little bit more. We're going to have to rejoice a whole lot more. We want more unity. You know what we're going to have to do more of? Pray. That pray without ceasing. We want more unity. Where You know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to give thanks and everything. More than just on Thanksgiving Day. 
Why? Because it's the will of God in Christ Jesus. We're going to expect unity and walk together in unity. We're going to have to not quench the Spirit. That idea of quenching the Spirit is to check or restrain, hinder or stifle. He says, despise not prophesies. I appreciate this church's response to preaching. I, I know, I know that occasionally, and by occasionally I mean like every other week, I tend to go a little long sometimes. No one's ever said anything. I appreciate that. I say it myself. I know, listen, you don't have to say anything. I know when I go along. Amen? I know. You don't have to say anything. You know what? I know when I preach short. How about that? I know when it's a bad sermon. I know. Just do. But when we start despising the prophesies, the preaching of the Word of God, we won't be in unity. It doesn't matter who's up here preaching. We start despising and say, well, that guy's preaching, I'm not coming. Oh, no. That's not unity. He says, prove all things. It means to try. To prove His truth. To establish His truth. Hold fast that which is good. It means to embrace firmly. We need more of that today. We don't hold fast enough that is good today. Not in this culture. We have a culture today that calls evil good and good evil. That's our culture. That's what we're living in. We need a Christian culture that is going to hold fast to that which is good if we're going to have some unity. Abstain from all appearance of evil. We don't talk about this enough. We sure, we sure don't. I can remember as a kid, we used to talk about this all the time. Staining from this stuff. I said that just, we, we talked about, listen, we used to talk about this stuff. I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it doesn't look right. So, well, I, there, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it doesn't look right. Oh, you're just an old fuddy dud. I'm not sure, does it? I'm not, I don't know. Maybe we just need to abstain from a few things. Just from the appearance of it. Say, oh, it's not evil. 
what is evil? You look evil up, and you know what it means? Having bad qualities of any kind. That's it. Having bad qualities of any kind. Look what he says. What he says next. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. He'll set you apart all the way. Why? Because He's the one that's kept you. He's the one that's preserved you. He's the faithful one. He's the one that's called you. He's the one that's going to do it. The very God of peace. He said, I pray you, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of your Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is He that calleth you who will also do it. He said, brethren, pray for us. Read all the brethren with unholy kiss. I charge you by the Lord. This epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. He says, that's how important this is. Read it to everybody. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Some directions for a worthy walk. Walk in unity. You see, once again, I, I come to this list of a writing of Paul, and I'm seeing this more and more as I maybe just grow in the Lord and grow in, in, in reading, maybe. And I see things that I've read dozens of times. And I see more and more how much that Paul's writings have to do with our relationships with other people. And our relationships with others. Toward all men. To all men. To others. It's important. We be in unity. It's important that this church Bailey Road that God has called us to. We be in unity together. It's important. We're going to have to walk in the light of day. We're going to have to walk in the light of the work we've been called to. We're going to have to walk in unity together. We're only going to have to do that, be able to do that, in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed.